0: FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's open lines. Your eye on the community on High ninety six three.
1: Sunday morning to you, Indianapolis, and Happy New Year 2022. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Moodle, in the 106.7 WTLC studios and at Hot 96.3 with the first broadcast of 2022 on this January 2nd, 2022. Hey, first off, if you're going outside of the house this morning, be aware it did snow. It snowed decently good the grass, your roofs, your car need to be cleaned off before you head out. So if you are going out this morning, that is your heads up. Hey, this morning, you are the guest of the show all morning long. As we talk about what's new in 2022, and of course, what's old. What's new and what's old is COVID. We are now in the third year of this pandemic. And I don't know when we're gonna be getting out of it, but the cases that we've seen this year have now skyrocketed to levels that we've never, ever, ever seen throughout this pandemic. Cases have skyrocketed. We're also gonna talk about what is coming up in the Indiana General Assembly. I've already done some homework, looking through documents and files of what your state legislators are trying to put into law. It's everything from making cheating and gambling a crime to giving away your referendum money for public schools, to charter schools, to banning transgender students from participating in high school sports. And I want to talk to you about it all morning long. You are the guest as we kick off 2022, but first let's get you caught up on what is happening today in the news. The first day of the year was quickly marked by the first homicide of the year. IMPD says they were called to a Mexican restaurant on the South side of the city just three hours into the new year. That's where they found a man outside the restaurant with multiple stab wounds. He was pronounced dead on the scene. On the first day of the year, Indianapolis had two homicides. The first day of the year also brought Indianapolis the first newborns of 2022. Six Indianapolis hospitals announced their claim for the first babies of the year. It appears young Atticus Edgers was baby number one after being born right at the stroke of midnight. He came in at six pounds and 10 and a half ounces and 20 inches long. Congratulations to all the newborn babies and their families on New Year's Day. In COVID news, a new antiviral pill from Merck and Pfizer are expected to be in Indiana pharmacies this week. State health officials say the Pfizer pill is 89% effective at reducing severe illness. However, just over 1,000 treatments are being sent to the state. The Pfizer drug is limited to Indiana hospitals, and most of the facilities are getting just a single box of 20 treatments. Box 59 reports the Merck pill will be available at select Walmart and CVS stores. In the forecast, the cold temperatures that we did not see for Christmas have found us today. They've even brought some snow to us this morning. It's a good amount of snow too, just enough to cover the windshield, cover your grass, cover your roof, Uh, If you got to go out of the house, make sure you go outside and start the car early. The cold temperatures are here to stay as well. Overnight lows this week will stay in the teens and drop as low as 10 degrees by Friday. Today's high is 31. Tomorrow, we'll only get up to 32. And Thursday, we'll see another chance of snow. Right now, it is 30 degrees in Indy. At 8.04, we first start the show with a shout-out to all of the drivers working for NDOT and DPW this morning. Thank you for being out on the roads. I know you guys worked overnight to get the roads in the good shape that they are in this morning. It is enough snow out there, and if it wasn't uh, salted out there, that you would have some problems. But in my quick little ride uh, from the northwest side of town down to downtown, had no problems. So thank you to all of the uh, DPW drivers. Uh, of all the cities and towns here in central Indiana and to the N.D.O.T. drivers uh, out there working overnight and listening to us this morning. Uh, Hey, welcome to 2022. I hope you had a a, a good time off and a good holiday. I got to tell you, uh, midnight for me on New Year's Eve was nothing but gunshots. And usually, you know, we hear a couple of pops, a little rat-a-tat-tat here and there. Uh, But this year... Um, it sounded like World War III was going down outside the house, not just in front, but in back. It was off the chain. It was ridiculous. Uh, I would l- be interested to know how many people actually got injured from gunshot wounds on New Year's uh, Day just after midnight because it was ridiculous. If you want to hear how ridiculous it was in my house, go to my Facebook or go to my Twitter. At Cameron Riddle, I posted the video from the uh, the Ring doorbell, the Vivint doorbell, and it sounds like the Wild Wild West outside. Like, you know, usually, like I said, usually there's some gunshots, you know, some fireworks, but this was not fireworks. This was, I mean, you can hear the different guns that are going off, and if you know anything about guns, you can identify which ones are which. It was, it was crazy. Uh, so with that said... Started 2022 off kind of chaotic. And also in that moment, um, the city's 911 service also went down. You could only text your emergency uh, after midnight on uh, New Year's Day due to some technical issue. But they've got that back up. That said, uh, we ring in 2022 uh, looking ahead to what this year could bring. The past, this is now the third year of a pandemic. And we've been living in unprecedented times. Um, and now as we go into year three of this pandemic, we are at record numbers of new COVID cases. Now, here's the good news. Um, we're not yet seeing uh, a high number of deaths. And that's good. That's due to vaccinations. Okay, great. The other issue is we've got our hospitals are literally, and this is the first time we've actually like seeing them be proactive. IU Health has called in the National Guard because, uh, as they've posted, they're at their breaking point. They can't do anymore. They are full to the brim. Uh, You've got folks in there with COVID. But remember, we're still allowing everybody to go in there and do whatever else. So if you break your leg, if you got shot, you name it, you have a heart attack, uh, allergic reaction – You are taking up, you are, I won't say you're taking up a bed. You're using a bed. You need a bed. And uh, they're having to balance those emergencies with COVID. And they're saying we are at our breaking point. We have no room. We have no more manpower. We need help. And that is because Indiana has reported more than 12,000 new COVID cases. The latest numbers we have come from Thursday because, as you know, Uh, Friday is New Year's Eve, treated as a holiday, Saturday, uh, New Year's Day, today, Sunday. So we probably won't even get uh, the first batch of updated numbers until tomorrow. Now, you say, whoa, 12,000. The highest number we ever had was like 8,000, and that was over a year ago. So now that we're at 12,000, and here's the thing, that 12,000 is just people who went out and got tested This isn't people who got tested at home with their at-home kit and realized they were positive because those positive tests don't even get counted in the pool. So what does that tell you? We're not in good shape here. So with that said, please consider getting vaccinated uh, if you haven't already. Uh, As we just read to you at the top of the show, uh, we got two new pills that are coming out. They're going to be able to treat COVID. I don't understand why people are refusing to get the vaccine but are signing up to get a pill. From the exact same companies that made the vaccine, somebody make it make sense to me. I don't know because even the deepest of conspiracy theorist people are championing right now these pills. I'm not taking a shot. I'll take the pill. It's made by the same person. Somebody make it make sense to me because it don't make sense. So 2022 starting off um, with record numbers uh, as hospitalizations are are through the roof. As we told you, I think on the last show of 2022, Indiana was ranked the least safe place, even behind all 50 states and all 49 states and Washington, D.C., as the least safest place to be during the pandemic. So protect yourself, because it seems like everybody uh, is posting that they are sick or they, they got something they think is COVID or they're sick with COVID. Uh, so please be careful Uh, I've started to put the mask back on. I got real lax on the mask for a while because I'm vaccinated. I'm boosted. Uh, But uh, they're saying, hey, start putting your mask back on. And even the cloth mask is only 30 to 40 percent effective. Uh, So they're talking about the K95 and N95 mask is what you need to wear. Uh, We're going to start off with some phone calls, and I'm going to get into what's coming up at the Indiana General Assembly. The phone lines are open all hour long uh, to chime in on whatever you want. We've already talked about the crime issue. We're going to talk more about that coming up. We broke a record in 2021 for homicides. Uh, We ended the year with 271 homicides. Uh, In 2020, the year before, we only had 245 homicides. In 2019, we had 172 homicides. So we have added 100 homicides in two years. So in 2019, again, we have 172. Last year, 2021, we had 271. That is more than seven uh, on top of those homicides. I mean, somebody died. But there were also more than 700 non-fatal shootings in Indy, in 2021 let me say that again there were 700 non-fatal shootings in indianapolis in 2021 that's according to fox 59 who also says that amounts to one person shot every eight or nine hours in 2021 so if you combine the homicides the amount of people who died and the more than 700 homicides Uh, The IMPD is saying that there were more than 1,000 shootings of some sort in Indianapolis in 2021. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. The number uh, to get on the radio is right there. The phone lines are open. Folks are already calling. coming to you right now. Uh, And then we're also going to talk about what what you need to look ahead for uh, at the Statehouse because there's some wild stuff that's going on. Uh, that you need to uh, be aware of, and we're gonna—I'm gonna try. I'm one person, but I'm gonna try to do my best uh, to keep an eye out on, on what is being proposed at the state house and keep you updated on what is going on at the state house as we get into the 2022 legislative session. Uh, we, we've got everything from a bill already being uh, put out there to decriminalize marijuana. I'll t- give you the details on exactly what uh, one representative is trying to do. Uh, there's also uh, uh, refer a bill out there that would take uh, your referendum money uh, and give it to the charter schools in your area. Those charter schools right now don't get taxpayer dollars. Your referendum is to go to your public schools, but there is a bill right now that would say if you vote for the school referendum. Uh, where you live they're also going to give some of that money they're going to take some of it from that public school system and give it to the uh, charter school so i've got a list of bills that for one reason or another have caught my eye i'm going to read them to you and talk about it throughout the hour but the phone lines are open for you to talk for us to talk to reflect on 2021 but look ahead to 2022 again i've already hit you with a couple of things this morning crime uh from last year uh the record number of covid cases and also what's going on at the Statehouse. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Let's go to the phone lines right now. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this?
2: Good morning, Cameron. This is Jerome Shadley. How you doing, bro?
1: I'm good. How you doing? Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you and your listening audience. All glory to God. Amen. I hope everyone is having a blessed day, staying warm. Uh, If not... Drink some uh, hot chocolate and read you some Michael Eric Dyson. Entertaining Race. All right. Or perhaps listen and view the junior Maya Angelou, uh, Amanda Gorman's latest uh, poem, Uh New Day's lyric. Both are uplifting, ultra deep, with some teaching and preaching going on. Had much love to my family, my lady. She be telling me, "Don't be mentioning my name on the <laughs> radio. I ain't you." I said, "That's cool, baby girl. Women's empowerment choices. I honor that. Good right. woman. <laughs> Blessed to have her in my life. Amen. I know at times I can be a handful, but on the flip side, I'm a good dude though. Good. Unless I give good Christmas gifts."
1: Hey, all right. You didn't get me nothing, though, no, man.
2: Uh, well, you ain't my woman, though. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I understand. I know
1: I know my place. Hey, Cameron, you know,
2: you... she religious, and I honor everything you say. I heard about the gunfire. I was out there, and I ain't going to lie. I had to get some uh, modulation in myself, <laughs> but after I went in, I heard them. It was the wild, wild west, uh, for real. Mm-hmm. I ain't never heard that much Governor. God. Everybody's trying to release. That's the reason why they need to pass that weed bill, so they can get the marijuana vendors and stop and catch up with the rest of the world. You know, I'm getting off track because I wanted to tell you about... People I want to give a shout-out to, but you you said a whole lot of (laughs) impactful things. That's the reason why I had to start off. You know I'm going to bring the truth when I come, Cameron. Well, I appreciate it, man.
1: Wait a minute.
2: I ain't through. All right. Go ahead. Uh, As we move forward into the year uh, 2022, I'd like to give deserving shout-outs to the following folks, those who lost their homes and loved ones behind the wildfires, the tornadoes, domestic violence, silent no more, alcohol and drug abuse, the missing and exploited. Everybody ain't a runaway, children, teens, adults, those with mental illness, those affected from their homes uh, evicted from their homes, and to all the Stop the Violence programs, Sister Della Brown, Brother Ryan G., sis, uh, cease, cease the fire, love y'all. And to everyone who has lost somebody last year, my sincere condolences. As I personally know, uh exactly what that feels like i've experienced a lot of death and in this life there will be times that you have to walk through the darkness to get to the light with the truth being we all have an expiration date no exceptions and an update to what i'm saying is the young rapper in anderson and his family Devin, little Devin Swain, my condolences. i seen it on the news this morning.
1: Uh, Tell everybody who this is because you were the first caller of the year and you brought it in. uh, You ring in the new year so well for us. Let everybody know who this is.
2: Jerome Shadley Bone. They know who I am. Anybody that was at Pillington or Michigan City, they know who Bone was. You know, I kept it 100. I still keep it 100. And I'll be turning 70, 70, y'all, in May of this year. Happy know? early
1: birthday, man. Congratulations.
2: You know, and, and wait man, Come on now. Come on now. Okay. And as I always show love to my sisters at women's prison and my brothers at Pendleton dealing with the Legionnaire disease, situation those in nursing homes and assisted living facilities y'all they say y'all don't never show us no love well i do I always stay leveled up family i ain't done you know for far as myself uh uh my life's been a blessing and a curse cameron street mentors school me rest in power players a measure of success after leaving CIC Westville, Pendleton, and Michigan City in November 25. That's 26 years out.
1: All so right, Bob. The- look, I want you to call you. You be a regular caller because I like talking to you. Oh, thank you. All right? Thank you. But guess what? You know, made my other phone lines ring because folks want to talk about what you're saying now. So look, call me back. Make sure you call us back by May so we can celebrate your birthday, 70 years old. And uh, thank you for listening and being the first caller. Well, at let me give
2: one shout out to uh, Aaliyah Blackburn yeah. before I cut out.
1: Can I do that real quick? Because she just got a promotion because of you. Oh, uh, you kidding? Yeah, she's the new weekend anchor now on CBS Four. Okay, this is
2: uh, my uh, verbal chirp to Aaliyah Blackburn. Uh, Aaliyah uh, is. Uh, She be reporting in the field. She's on lead, co-anchor. Baby girl, you seem to always be on point, spitting it on the bona fide, qualified, pasteurized, and stamped on both sides tip. (laughs) Your aura is creative chocolate dipped in success. E-class, y'all. Have a happy new year. And give our coach some love. And I, and, and I will be your regular, Cameron, All every right, man. day. What <laughs> right. love, Cameron. Thank you, brother. Stay woke.
1: All Peace. right, you too. We'll see you next week. All right. All right, 317-239-9696. Bone bringing our first caller of 2019. Uh, of 2019? What am I talking about? We're way off. 2022. That wasn't even close. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Phone lines are full. Keep calling. Uh, let's go to the next caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this?
3: What's on, ma'am?
1: Hey, good morning. You're live on the air. What's on your mind? Happy New Year.
3: Uh, Happy New Year. It, it wasn't that much gunshots so, uh, where I live at. Um, Lucky
1: to, for you, man.
3: To the ones that waste money, that's a dollar a bullet. you uh, you shoot up in the air for no reason. Uh, I thought it was against the law. Uh, This year, uh, we should hold people accountable and hold ourselves accountable. I wanted to know. uh, I wanted to ask you: Mm -hmm. uh, the eighty-year-old woman that got shot and killed in her uh, house—have they, whoever that is, have they found who done that and turned himself in yet?
1: Forgive me, I don't remember which one. When was this?
3: I think it was Thursday or Friday uh, on Bolton. Uh, It was a a family domestic dispute or whatever. I did not hear yeah. about them. Yeah, I want to know if uh, that person turned themselves in and said uh, it was two people that got into it, and the 80 year old woman was a peacemaker, mm. tried to break it up, and she ended up getting killed. Uh, to the cowards with the guns, put the guns down. Uh, I'm tired of family uh, disputes in this, fam- in this uh, city. People are dying for no reason. Mm-hmm. People are talking about People talking about it's about money. It ain't about money. It's about weak, soft cats with guns that can't can't take a uh, can't take an ass whooping. And uh, I'm just tired of it. Uh, all these excuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard the last brother uh, good to everything. We say our black women are queens, but we're not protecting them. So until we get this right, I'm just tired of all the talking. I think your show and the other show, uh, one more show, will be the only show I listen to because all this repetitiveness talking no nothing getting done in the city man it's 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 bad that all these people that got shot it's like you said if it wasn't for these people not being killed it would have been a thousand people that got killed in this city Mm -hmm. and we're not even talking about the knife stabbing the overdose Mm -hmm. the suicide and the covid so you know we we live in some some hard times that we don't want to take responsibility, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I heard the brother say, you know, everybody got an apparition date. No man knows the day or the hour. A lot of people don't have to die, but we let them die because we're not protecting them and we're not telling the truth. It's time out. Thank you. Have a good one.
1: All right, Mayhem. Thank you for calling. Happy New Year. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, uh, Anthony. We're gonna do. We're gonna start the year with two breaks today. So we're gonna. I, I just flipped it on you. Gonna do two breaks today and come back Uh, because we're going to do all open lines this hour. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. That's the number to get on the air this morning. Uh, Open lines all this hour. We're talking about the new year, 2022, and a number of things that have already caught my eye from the record number of homicides, the record number of COVID cases, and a number of wild bills that are going on and trying to get passed over at the Indiana Statehouse. We're going to talk more about that and keep talking you when you call us at 317-239-9696. Open Lines with Cameron Riddle continues on the first Sunday of 2022 in three minutes. We want to hear from you. Your
0: thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. Let's get back to Open Lines, your eye on the community on Hot 96.3.
1: And we are back here on Open Lines on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3 on this first Sunday, January 2nd, 2022. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Moodle, and we are ready to go back to the phones. We're talking with you. And we got folks who've been standing by for a couple of minutes to get on the air for the first time in 2022. A lot we're talking about here this morning. Uh, everything from the record homicide numbers last year. Uh, we ended the year 2021 with 271 Homicides. This year, we've already had two in 2022. Uh, the notes on COVID, more than 12,000 cases have been reported through the state health department. That is a record. We've never been this place before. We've never been to this place before. And that does not count the record number of people who are at home taking at home uh, COVID tests and turning out to be positive. On top of that, we're also talking about what is happening at the Statehouse. I'm going to get through these calls, and then I'm going to talk to you guys about a couple of different bills that are uh, trying to be passed this year. And it's everything from uh, prohibiting information about HIV uh, to be given to kids during their sex ed classes uh, to uh, making cheating during sports gambling an actual crime uh, to requiring that uh, school boards – have in-person uh, comment during their school board meetings. That comes after all of the drama and security issues that they had up at Carmel Clay Schools this past year and decided, hey, we got to have a couple of meetings online because people are literally wilding out here, bringing guns to the uh, school board meeting, threatening school board members, principals, and the superintendent and teachers. Uh, but now a state senator uh has a plan to actually no i'm going to require you to have a uh in-person deal we'll talk about all that coming up here in just a couple of moments but first let's go back to the phones 317-239-9696 317-239-9696 caller online let's go with three good morning who's this you're live on the air
4: um hi Hi. i am calling as you're not anonymous
1: all right you're live on
4: the air I have a couple things that are concerning me. One of the biggest things is: are the COVID numbers at twelve thousand dollars? I mean, twelve thousand dollar number that you quoted. Mm-hmm. Um, Marion County had eleven 1, hundred that same day that it was reported. So our numbers are increasing. But the governor, I understand, his hands are tied by the state legislature. But local officials have not taken the time to put any mask mandates in place. Mm-hmm. they are not putting any vaccine requirements in place. And these are the numbers that are higher than Indianapolis or Indiana has ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And we're watching people get sicker and sicker and mostly it's the unvaccinated. And one of the things that concerns me is when you have two par- a two parent household and there's children living in that household and neither one of the parents get vaccinated and one of the children or two of the children wind up with COVID, it's something that can be so preventable. They're risking the lives of their children, they're risking the lives their own lives and they could leave their children um, parentless just because of their non-vaccinated status. And the other thing is, this this gun law that the state legislative um, body is trying to come up with, where people don't have to get gun permits. Mm-hmm. Our numbers are going crazy when it comes to violence in this city. When you combine the number of non-fatal shootings and the murder rate. Um, We don't need that in Indianapolis. We don't need it anywhere in the state. And it's really, I look at the state legislative body now as if it's going backwards. Um, They're not looking at the needs of the citizens of each city. They're, in my mind, what they're doing is they're following, and I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it, the Republican Party and its mandate. Mm-hmm. I think it's all political, and I think that we are in harm, and we really need to look at who's actually making the decisions for our citizens. That's all I wanted to say. Have a good day, and I enjoy your show.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate the call. Uh, and you are absolutely right on, on several things. You know, it, it feels like uh, the CDC, and it, sometimes they kind of it feels like they kind of threw their hands up and like, look. Y'all do what y'all want to do. I've been telling y'all what to do for past couple of years and y'all ain't listening. So y'all just do what y'all want to do. At the same time, uh, you've got all of these employers who are, who are, who have been begging, uh, in public and behind closed doors to reduce the amount of time uh, that you have to quarantine. So, you know, Hey, great. Yay. Go Colts. Glad to see Carson Wentz uh, is going to be back on the field now, but had they not changed the rules, you know, he was, uh, under COVID protocols this week, he wouldn't have been able to play, but now they've changed it. And so he's going to make it uh, this week. And since you only have to quarantine for five days. um, And I don't understand all of the different, there's so many, you know, are you positive? Are you not? Do you have symptoms? Do you not, you know, have you been boosted? There's all these different things and it's, it's gotten so, so murky on. And it's just kind of like, you know, it's hard to even ask people now, well, to follow what the CDC is saying, because it's changed several times and, and I was ex- it's going to change. We're in a pandemic, but it's there's so many loopholes to it now to where people are joking and saying, you know, CDC says just quarantine on your lunch break and you're good to go because um, that's what it feels like. Uh, so thank you for the call on that. And as for what's going on in the state legislature. Yeah, uh, there is a bill where uh, one legislator wants to get rid of gun permits. Says we don't need them. Now, there are some states where you don't need a gun permit. Uh, But at the same time, this same body also wants to put in specific laws targeting the crime issue in Indianapolis. So let's make it stricter in Indianapolis, uh, but outside of Indianapolis, let's let up on the rules. Anybody see what's going on here? Uh, We're going to talk about that specifically I think we'll do a whole show on the crime things they are trying to put forth uh, because they are trying to run Indianapolis from the state house rather than at the city County building uh, where the mayor and the city County counselors are now say what you want about what kind of job they're doing. That's their job to do that. But we got folks who want to legislate and run the city from the state level and they only want to pick on Indianapolis. They don't, you know, I'm trying to make up rules for Fishers or Carmel or Greenwood or Brownsburg, Muncie, whatever. They just like to pick on Indianapolis boys. So we should do a whole show on just that. More calls, 317-239-9696. Call her on line one. Good morning. Who's this?
5: It's Larry. You know, that would be, Cameron, the uh, black legislative caucus who wants to... Uh... Taylor make their laws for uh, the city of Indianapolis and Marion County so that they can double tax us and make us pay for charter schools with every referendum that is approved. But I want to go to another spotlight that we need to put the spotlight rather than putting the spotlight on all the murders that's happening. Murder is something that you can't prevent. And it's a sick hearing the same old macaroni about, uh, we gotta uh, stop the murder rate. We got nothing to do with that. The police are paid to prevent that. If they can't do it, we need to get a new police force. So, uh, another thing, back to, uh, Dr. Kane, she's undermining the manhood in our community by her filthy uh, campaign with on these billboards, Cameron, all around town, on the backs of buses and everything else, portraying the black man and our black children as having AIDS and they can take a pill and keep on with their behavior. Somebody needs to call her out. You think the uh, Black Legislative Caucus, they're not going to condemn her. I offered uh, them an opportunity to condemn uh, Dr. Kane. I offered the City Council Black Caucus an opportunity to have a resolution to make her take down her slanderous uh, billboards that she have that's affecting our young men in a, in a, in a derogatory way, and she slandered. I mean, you've seen him, Cameron. Why do we let her get away with that? Wow. And another thing, too, if anybody wants to see what a pastor does in a business meeting, trying to establish some uh, economic guidelines for uh, the uh, money that's coming in the stimulus package—nine billion dollars to the state of Indiana—just listen to the program that was on ch- uh, w- uh, Channel Forty. With my uh, president, President Gray, moderation. They know nothing about business, right? They know nothing about the, the Urban League and this uh, money that's coming from Washington to be used to set up a 500 dormitory uh, system for boys when they're 12 years old to get industrial training and let them stay right on campus. All right, Larry, so let me stop you right here. Let, only, hang one on. One more I, thing. No, no, no. Hang on. I got some. I got
1: some for you. I got some for you. I got some for you. Okay. Hang on. I, I want to get your opinion on something, but first I gotta tell you, Larry, I'm disappointed in you. Well, I say I'm on the YouTube now. <laughs> no, you hey, hey hang on, gonna... hang on. Here's why I'm disappointed. You weren't the first caller today. You're always well, the first sorry, caller. I, I
5: was busy.
1: I see you about you about five <laughs> <laughs> you about five people down on the list, man. And I everybody, you know, Larry. People ask me, does Larry work at the radio station? How does he always get in on on the radio? I have no idea how you do it, Larry. I don't even I'm have a color, mom, Cameron. <laughs> I got
5: nothing to do but sit around and wait for Sunday to call into your program and uh, last put the lash out there. But anyway, well, hang on before you go. Before you stay. go,
1: I, wa- I do want to ask you about something. Okay. There's there's this new bill. It's House Bill uh, 1072, and it changes. Uh, it provides that a school corporation must distribute a portion of the revenue that they receive from their referendum. Uh, to a charter school that is in their attendance area. Now, what's not clear to me here is how this works. Like, I get it. Let's, let's pretend we're not talking about IPS. But in that, you know, they've got charter schools. What I don't understand is, you know, let's say I'm in uh, Brownsburg, where there's probably not charter schools. But if I open one tomorrow, do I get tax money? What's your thought on that, giving the uh, school referendum money tax dollars taking it from public schools and giving it to charter schools. I wanted your opinion because you've okay. always got something to say about charter schools.
5: That's the Black Legislative Caucus at work, why they were feigning racism last year. They were using racism as a smokescreen. What that does, Cameron, the charter schools, you know, they say we're involved with our parents. We're involved in our parents. What they do is is they get those mothers in the school, right? They find out what benefits they're getting, and then they threaten their benefits if they don't vote to elect their officials. That's how they keep on getting elected. The his and her school. Oh, we got all our parents here. They sell on the voting block. Maggie Lewis with the boys and girls club selling voting blocks. You know, it's all about the block. But what's going to happen is, is they're going to tax us, tax black people out of this county because every time you vote for a referendum, right? They're going to take, they're going to creep it up. It's 5% now, but eventually they'll take the whole thing. And uh, that's what our black legislatures worked toward last year when there were feigning racism. Uh, 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 Greg Porter, Cherish Pryor, uh, Shackelford, uh, Taylor, all of them were in there working against us. This is how they were uh, uh, crucifying us and then sitting around acting like they uh, are trying to help us. But you know what, Cameron? we just need to come over to the state house it's a beautiful building if the people are hospitable over there the uh the state troopers i know every one of them over there i've been going over there for 30 years enjoying myself that's what we're supposed to have the exercise of our free speech where you can go down and stand in front of those public windows hold your sign make your speech outside of the chambers wait and go testify at a committee meeting that's what America is all about. Not sitting around feigning racism and uh, crying about other stuff. And, huh? you know, the fact is, Cameron, most of the people that are feigning racism are bougie. That's why I'm the bougie bulletin. I'm going <laughs> to expose them because that's what they are. They're bougie. They got money to pay for $5 gas. They got money to uh, pay high heating bills. They conned us into voting for Joe Biden, right? Huh? Now, who's the trick on? They come on talking about they got stock in – uh and, and te- Tesla, they got stock in this. They got uh, $1,200 alligator shoes and all that other bullshit. Hey, 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 hey. Sorry, sorry, Cameron, I'll get you in trouble. <laughs> but they come on talking about all that. They got the money, they got a pension or something. These elderly people are calling in. But you
4: just do something, Cameron. i to make you a smarter man. Look right. up right. the uh, you, starving Larry. billionaire. I'm,
1: all right, I'm starving a stop billionaire. I'm gonna stop you right there, Larry because you. you are yep. right. You can go to the state House and um, make your voice heard. I apologize if that profanity profanity slipped through. I hit the little beat button. We'll see if it worked. Uh, if I get a call from Joe Biden at the FCC because of Larry, I'm going to send them to Larry. 317 239 317 239 Let me go through a couple of these bills real quick before we go back to the phone lines because they are hot right now. I'm going to read you a couple of the bills that caught my eye uh, for one reason or another. If you can hear my voice through your phone, stay there. I'm coming to you. My first three callers coming up next. Uh, but I want to get through these um, uh, bills real quick. So a couple of things that caught my eye and that you need to pay attention to um, or that are just simply interesting. Uh, one of them, Senate Bill 69, makes a uh, private low-stakes card game. Uh, basically, it makes defines cheating uh, at gambling as a Class A misdemeanor. So if you are gambling in some way, I didn't realize this wasn't a crime, or I've never thought about it. But if you're doing sports betting, uh, you're doing electronic gaming, it says uh, basically that cheating would be a Class A misdemeanor. Um... And let's see, you could you could be charged up to the 10 times greater the amount that you were cheating on uh, in addition to getting a misdemeanor. So that's a proposed bill. Um, Let's see. As I said, there's a meeting for school boards uh, to basically have a in-person in-comment section. So you remember up at Carmel. They had to go to virtual school board meetings because people were showing up with guns, threatening people. So they said, hey, this simply isn't safe, but we still have to do school business. So let's go virtual. Well, Senator Gene Leasing uh, wants to make sure that a school board or charter school that has a board um, has an in-person public meeting, basically at all times, unless there are some extreme circumstances, such as the school district is not open for in-person instruction Um, Or that if uh, they are closed due to a a disease or outbreak, Uh, basically right now they can do it as long as they've got 50 percent of the members present or if a state or local disaster is declared. So when the governor we are, we've we're still under a state of emergency so they can have virtual meetings. This says, nope, you better the school better be closed Or you better have a serious outbreak, otherwise I need in-person school board meetings and I need them to have public comment. Uh, That is in direct response uh, to the situation out there at Carmel. House Bill 1041 uh, is talking about participation in school sports. Uh, When these bills go in this time of year, they're half-baked, poorly written a lot of times. Uh, And so that's what you're seeing in a lot of these. But in this particular one, it writes, uh, it's basically about transgender, transgender students It only actually mentions um, that a male's team, a a team must be defined as either a male's, a men's, or a boy's team, or a female's, girl's, or a girl's team. Um, Or it can be a co-ed or mixed sport. So they're given definitions of it. But it also prohibits a male based on the student's biological sex at birth, in accordance with the students' genetics and reproductive biology, from participating in an athletic sport designated as a female women's or girl sport. Now, it's poorly written, so it's probably, they probably forgot to put in the part where it's on the flip side that a uh, person born as a female can't join a man's team. Uh, but that is House Bill 1041. Uh, this is particularly for uh, scholastic school events, public schools, non-private you know private schools, uh, so a transgender bill, uh, a transgender ban bill for high school sports, House Bill 1041. Interesting. Another one that I found interesting, House Bill 1047, uh, they want to prohibit uh, the State Board of Education from distributing HIV literature to students without the consent of the governing body of the school corporation that the student attends. So I, you know, if you think back to the time when you when you took uh, whatever they called it— uh, I don't think they called it sex ed at that time, but uh, that's basically what it is. Um, they want to make sure that they've, you know, the school has invited these agencies to come in and talk about sex education. But they also want to make sure that they have permission to basically give kids information about protecting themselves from HIV. They want to have special permission for that. I don't know why you would need special permission for that. Uh, it's kind of something that's, that can happen whether you get permission for it to happen or not. I don't know. I need more details on that. But that's House Bill 1041. Uh, there was some talk last year about uh, reducing the amount of people who need licenses, you know, like barbers. Uh, they haven't done that this year. They're still trying to reduce some of these boards. But they do want to uh, make the barbership cosmetology board smaller. But they also want to eliminate requirements that you would need to have a license to be a clinical social worker, a marriage and therapy, family therapist, mental health counselor, addiction counselor, or a clinical addiction counselor. They don't think you need—Representative uh, Dennis Zent doesn't think those therapists and social workers should be licensed or need to be licensed to do their job. Uh, you remember this time last year, there was a woman who died in a hospital. She was Dr. Susan Moore. She died. Uh, she posted a video on COVID saying the doctors weren't listening to her, and she was a doctor, um, and she died uh, due to COVID. Now there's House Bill 1041 that Representative Robin Shackelford has put forth uh, that makes uh, healthcare workers go through some cultural awareness and competence training. Because in that case, we've all heard it uh, that doctors don't listen to black women, don't listen to black people. It's historically been said uh, that there's a myth that black people have a stronger pain intolerance. And, and because of those things, you know, pain intolerance part isn't true, but the part we know that. Uh, Black women and black people don't often get listened to at the doctor seems to be uh, a common theme through a lot of our lives. She wants to put cultural awareness and competence training as a law for healthcare workers so that they know, hey, this happens. House Bill 1070 is really short. Like I said, there's not a lot of details of, of these at this time, but it's talking about the decriminalization of marijuana. Uh, it would decriminalize possession of two ounces or less of marijuana. Now it doesn't say if this is for recreational or if this is for medicinal, but what we do know is governor Holcomb says he's not against legalizing marijuana, but he wants it to be legalized at the federal level first. And good luck with getting these people in Washington to do anything uh, because they can't agree on anything but to disagree. Uh, And so if you ask Governor Holcomb, that's what he that's what he is waiting on. In the meantime, would like for our uh, universities here in Indiana to study the uh, issue of decriminalizing uh, marijuana. And that is coming from Representative Heath Van Natter. Uh, also, one of the other bills that I was telling Larry about this is the last one I got for you is House Bill 1072. Uh, it will require that a school corporation. You know how we vote for these referendums because school districts need more money because their property taxes have been capped. So the school district. Let's and let's pretend we're not talking about IPS for a second. Let's let's pick, uh, let's pick on uh, any other school. Let, let's say I'm in uh, Fisher's High School. I don't know if there's even any charter schools in that school district. But what the way I read this bill, and I need clarification. And again, it's kind of half baked and early but it would say that if i open a charter school tomorrow in the noblesville school district i think i said fishers before let's let's stick with fishers if i open a charter school in the fishers school district and then the fishers school district also has a referendum asking hey we need more money for our public schools in the fishers school corporation well now that i have a charter school in that district i also get money from that school corporation. So thanks, Fisher's for your referendum. We'll take some of that money over here. As long as we're in the boundaries. Now, what I don't understand yet is, is this for any charter school that's in the boundary? Like in that scenario I gave, or is this more in like an IPS situation where they welcome some of the charter schools to partner with them, but they don't always get the money. Um, So do, does this mean that, Hey, IPS? Yes. Now you, it definitely means IPS. Yes. You would now have to share Uh, money with the charter schools that you've welcomed but what I'm not sure about is if I'm anywhere else if I'm in uh, Muncie does Muncie now have and I open up a charter school tomorrow and I have no affiliation with Muncie schools do I have do I now does that charter school now get Muncie's tax dollars That's something to pay attention to because that would affect all 92 counties in Indiana, every school corporation in this state. That's House Bill 1072. Pay attention to that one. That one is by Robert Benning. It's 851. Phone lines are ringing. We're going to take a quick break, Anthony. uh, And then we're going to come back and then uh, spin. Wait a minute. Hit the wrong button. Let's hit this one. Uh, And then we're going to hit... Uh, some callers till we end the show at the top of the hour. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. More Open Lines continues with you in three minutes.
0: We want to hear from you. Your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on High six three. Keeping you connected to what's happening in our city. It's Open Lines on High 96 3.
1: All right, and we are back here on Open Lines here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3. Got some breaking news for you here as we get ready to wrap up the show in the last five minutes. On the roads, I need you guys to chill out uh, because we've already got several accidents here this morning. Uh, I-65 northbound at Kessler. There is a crash uh, on 65 between Kessler and Guyon Road. That entrance ramp is closed until further notice. I have to find a new way home. Uh, And then also up on the Northwest side of town. I-69 southbound. There has now been a crash at 116th Street and at 96th Street at the Fishers exit. uh, The traffic is gonna be blocked for the next hour. That is because if you do not know, uh it's it snowed overnight. So uh with that said, if you're gonna go out, be careful. Uh, take, give yourself some extra time and be careful out on the roads. Thank you to DPW and uh, NDOT for being out there overnight. But as we can see, we, they've been salting but salting the roads, but still, uh, we can see that there have been some accidents happening in the last couple of minutes. We got a couple minutes left in the show. want to try to run through these callers. I apologize in advance if I have to rush somebody off the air, but hey, that's what we got to do. Let's hit these calls 317 239 9696. Caller on line one, good morning. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. I apologize. Go ahead.
3: Hello, good morning. I'm Michael. I wanted to talk about the murders of two thousand and twenty um a Dimitri son was murdered um sitting there watching t v and a thirteen and a twenty year old killed him. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about harsher uh punishment um restricting the age limit, no age limit, and make it more harsher and then it helped the crime rate go down because it seemed like the kids are just killing anybody now.
1: And it's not right. Well, I appreciate uh, the call. Thank you for doing it in 30 seconds. Call back next week. We'll talk some more. Thank you. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Uh, Caller online, Good morning. Who's this? Michael. Michael, you got 30 seconds, my man. Go for it. Concerning uh,
2: the guns on the streets again, uh, they're going to have to implement a gun law. They're going to have to do it. That's my comment.
1: All right. I like it, Michael. Thank you so much. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this?
6: All right, hey me, Brother Motif and I give you definitely thirty, thirty five seconds real fast. First of all, as far as gun law concern concerned, the reason why you don't are having more lax like laws like Texas. I, I just left uh, uh you know, Alabama and Florida and other places throughout the South, is because of a decision uh called in D C people, Supreme Court decision, and the Chicago and the Illinois decision. You cannot re it's the second amendment, NRA, too much money behind it. Uh eventually they're going to get what they call uh it's called constitutional carry. South Carolina and many other states have it. They're gonna have it here eventually. They're going to have it. I'm a licensed gun owner and I've been carrying for a long time and I've never harmed anyone. But you don't have responsible people going to just say that everyone, please look in the mirror, help these children, teach these children, go to the library, get some books, go downtown. they got plenty of black And African-American writers, they don't always have to be that, but we need to definitely use African-American writers and uh, literary people when teaching and teach our children our history, our past, our present, help them in coding, help them learn coding. I just, for the first time in my life, bought an Xbox uh, S for my grandchildren. And all those games on that Xbox S, I'm going to try to research and see how many black people made those games. Hmm. Our children can be independent. We can be independent and self sufficient if we use the tools given to us. Work collaboratively, work collectively, and understand it's up to us to save us. The system is not going to do it. Thanks, Cameron. I'll call next week
1: for more. Thank you. All right. Thank you, MOTEP. Thank you. Hey, this was a good show. Very informative, I think. And it was good to hear from you guys. The phone lines are still ringing, but hey, we are out of time. But guess what? We'll be back same time, same station next Sunday live at 8 a.m. to continue the conversation. Uh, Whatever is on your mind. Why? Because that's what we do on this show. That's why it's called Open Lines with Cameron Little. More is coming up. Your favorite music here on Hot 96.3 is just seconds away. And the hour of power with Reverend Al Sharpton is seconds away on WTLC. Thank you so much. Do me a favor, follow me on social media at Cameron Riddle, and if you're there, you will see what it was like at my house with World War III going on outside with non-stop gunshots. I got the video on my social media pages at Cameron Riddle. Follow me. I will follow you back. I love you. We'll see you next Sunday live at eight.